welcome to General Conference Conversations, where we have conversations about General Conference. I'm your host, Kaylin, and I'm super excited to be here with you studying the words of Christ's chosen leaders. I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Um, we, I, am back for another episode of General Conference Conversations. And I'm excited that you're joining me. Um, this talk was one of my favorites from conference. Uh, so, so we're on our second second talk of Saturday morning session, which was um, Elder Uchtdorf's talk, Jesus Christ is the strength of youth. And just that title alone is amazing so i'm excited to jump in um <clears throat> as always i encourage you to listen to or watch this talk before you come and listen to me um so that you can get your own impressions and <clears throat> um Point out some of your own to your parts and, and listen to what the Lord is speaking to you specifically. And hopefully I can add to that a little bit. Um, maybe there's some stuff that you haven't uh, thought about before. So, Elder Uchtdorf, this is all about the new, I shouldn't say new, I mean it is, but he says revised. The revised for strength of youth pamphlet, which has been revised, I literally saw it the other day, I think it's five times since it came out um and it's been a hot minute it's been 50 years please don't quote me on this now i have to look it up um i should have looked this up before I'm so sorry <laughs> So the first uh, was first published in 1965, and then um, subsequent editions were published in 1966, 2 in 1969, 72, 1990, 2001, 2011, and then this year, obviously. So the last one came out in 2011, which I think I remember, I do remember that because I would have turned 13 in 2011 so I just got into youth um so my first strength of youth pamphlet was the 2001 edition which was like white with red words and a picture of the um Salt Lake Temple and then they changed to the new picture of Salt Lake Temple but it's on a blue background with white with white lettering anyway um so it's been 11 years 12, 11 years, which I guess was, it's been like pretty consistently 1990 and then 2001 and then 2001, 2011. I guess that was 10 years, but anyway, so that's kind of his whole, not the his whole thing, but that's a big part of this talk. Um, 
is introducing the new for strength of youth. So he starts out by saying, I am speaking to those who used to be young, even those who can't really remember it anymore. Um, because he starts out by he he says I'm I felt strong promptings to address the young men and young women, um, but I'm also speaking to those who used to be young, even those who can't really remember it anymore. Um, which <laughs> I just I love um, I love Elliot McDarth and I just love the way he speaks in. Um, that he specifically was like, this is not just for the youth. Um, I'm specifically speaking to the youth, but also this is for everybody, uh, which I'm going to get back to in a second. Um, and then he starts his whole thing off by asking if the savior was here right now, what would he say to you? Uh, he said, I believe we, he would start by expressing his deep love for you. He might say it with words, but it would also fall, also flow Sorry, so strongly just from his presence that it would be unmistakable, reaching deep into your heart, filling your whole soul. And yet, because we're all weak and imperfect, some concerns might creep into your mind. You might remember mistakes you've made, times you gave into temptations, things you wish you hadn't done or wish you had done better. The Savior would sense that, and I believe he would assure you with words he has spoken in the scriptures. Fear not, doubt not, be of good cheer, let not your heart be troubled. He might point out that your about that, my goodness, point out that your covenants with him may have, when you were baptized and renewed each time you partake of the sacrament, give you a special connection with him, the kind of connection the scriptures describe as being yoked together so that with his help you can carry any burden. And he goes on, he's just like for three or four paragraphs, um, he's just, you know, the savior would want you to feel and know that he is your strength and that with his help, there are no limits, that your potential is limitless. Um, he would declare in no uncertain terms that you are a daughter or son of the almighty God and your heavenly father is the most glorious being in the universe. And And then he talks about the atonement. And I just, I love that so very much. Um, uh, so I wanted to ask if you, have you ever actually imagined this scenario? Like we, we sing if the saber stood beside me um, in primary. And it's one of my favorite um, children's songs. It's not in the primary songbook. Um, it was one of the like additional songs that they put out on the friend years and years ago. Um, but it's one of my favorites. One of my favorites is playing the piano. And but it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago, actually, while I was recording an episode, um, that I actually imagined that scenario. And I don't know if if you've uh, if you listened to that, this might be a repeat for you, <laughs> if not. Um, I don't remember which talk it was, so I don't remember which episode, but I said something along the lines of, you know, if the savior walked through my front door, would he, would he look at all of the mess? Because my house is kind of messy. 
would you look at the mess and you know tell me that, that I need to clean up that I need to do better would he chastise me for having dishes that aren't clean would he tell me to pick up my room that I need to have a better house or would he sit me down on my couch and ask me how my day has been and tell me that he loves me and laugh with me when I tell him jokes and funny stories and and encourage me to do better. He probably would even help me do my dishes, right? Like he would sit and he'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go do your dishes now. And while I was thinking that, I started crying, much as I'm choking up now, because that is the savior that I believe in, the savior that I have come to have a relationship with in my life that of course he would encourage me to do better with his help but he would listen first and he would make sure i was doing okay and um and then <clears throat> we were in state conference on sunday and we had elder ames who i believe is in area 70 um, who was an amazing speaker and I loved listening to him speak. Um, he spoke in both the adult session and the general, general session. And he was talking about prayer and how we need to do better in our prayers, <laughs> that we shouldn't make checklist prayers. Um, and just, you know, go down the line of, thank you for this day, thank you for my family, thank you for whatever. But are all fine things to say. Um, but that we should be having a conversation with God. And he did something similar. He said, what if I told you that Heavenly Father was just outside those chapel doors down the hall in one of the rooms and that each of you is going to get an opportunity to sit in that room with him and have a conversation what would you do and he went on to talk about you know I think that I would just fall to my knees and you know be so in awe and thank him for everything that he's ever done for me and so I imagined it and I I started, I started crying in the middle of the state conference thankfully no one noticed um and we were away in the back so nobody was watching me <laughs> but I could just feel that he was there with us, that he was listening, that the spirit was testifying to me and to people around me that, that God really does listen to us. And I did imagine it. I imagined walking into a room. I actually pictured it as my old bishop's office, which I think is funny, <laughs> but, but fitting because my old boss, my old bishop was absolutely amazing. And like walking into his room was definitely into his office was definitely walking into a spirit-filled place but like i just had that picture in my mind of walking into that office and cod <laughs> sitting behind the desk and having him come out from behind the desk and sit like right in front of me in the chair knees to knees and 
talking to him and like crying to him about things that are on my mind and um telling him all of my stories <laughs> and that he knows all about but that he wants to hear about anyway and you know asking him questions that I've wanted to ask him for years and I just I'm so sorry um I just had that like confirmed again of like you literally can do that that's literally what prayer is is sitting down with God and having a conversation with him and so I just loved that he put this into words that Elder Uchtdorf put this into words that he literally was like what would the savior say to you if he was sitting right next to you and and he starts out with that you are loved and that the savior loves you and that he would tell you to fear not and to doubt not and to be of good cheer because he is your savior and he is your strength so i want you to picture that like i want you to actually sit down pause the video pause the podcast or do it when you're done whatever and and actually imagine that in your in your brain think about the savior sitting right next to you or god both both of them <laughs> and imagine having a conversation with them what would they say what would they do how much love do you feel in that moment um for me it's been an amazing experience hopefully it will be for you too so this is kind of his basis of his whole talk of of the new everything um so he talks about um so he's talking about the atonement and learning and growing he said that's the reason why you're on earth is to learn and grow and progress and to make that possible the atonement jesus christ um and he says that is your destiny that is your future that is your choice and he talks about choices so he talks about agency and that's like the central the heart of the plan of salvation is that we have agency to choose we have agency the power to choose um and so he says when you eat but when sorry words are hard today um when you earnestly seek the truth eternal unchanging truth your choices become much clearer yes you still have temptation and trials bad things still happen puzzling things tragic things but you can manage when you know who you are why you are here and when you trust god this is a, a theme that was repeated over and over at this conference i have it written down <laughs> like seven times of you will have trials but if you have faith in christ those trials don't seem as hard and you see the purpose in them 
and I've talked about this a million times on my on this podcast, um, but I'll say it again because I think it's great. I had a friend, a really good friend of mine, shout out, um, who who said this once and I've, I've literally never forgotten and I tell it any chance I get because it stuck with me and it changed the way that I looked about, I thought about the gospel. Peace is not an emotion. Peace is a state of being. So you can be at peace and happy. You can be at peace and sad. You can be at peace and angry. You can be at peace and frustrated. The peace comes from knowing that Christ is there. The emotion is okay. It's healthy. We're human. We gotta express our emotions somehow. Right? Like that getting those emotions out, expressing those emotions healthily, <laughs> not to physically, you know, inflicting bodily harm on others, obviously, in healthy ways, is healthy. So it's okay to grieve the loss of a loved one. It's okay to be frustrated that something's not working out the way that you wanted it to work out. It's okay to, um, be upset about something that somebody said to you and to you know take a while to forgive right it's okay to do that because we have we have that faith we have that belief that because of christ that will all be worked out eventually that 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 person is going to be judged fairly i'm going to be judged fairly that I will be able to see my family member again because of the atonement. That God has something great in mind for me, even if the thing happening right now isn't turning out the way I wanted it to turn out. Um, that he's got an amazing plan in mind somewhere that I just don't see yet. And that is peace. That is still grieving and still being frustrated and still moving forward and still yelling to God about things that really make you upset, but having that faith that it's all going to work out because God loves you and because he sent his son for you. And that's that's been a huge thing for me in my life. And that was a huge theme in this conference that I noticed over and over again of like, you're going to have trials. It's literally, literally the whole point of being here is you're going to have trials. Just because you have the gospel, just because um, you're a member of the church doesn't mean that your life is going to be suddenly perfect and amazing and good all the time. That's not how it works. (laughs) But because we have the gospel, it gets a little bit easier because we have that comfort. And we have that relationship with God and with Christ and the knowledge of his atonement. Um, so I love that he just kind of threw that in there. If he's like, you're still going to have trials. You're still going to have choices that you have to make. Um, but you have something to fall back on. So that's, that's what he transfers into talking about the need for strength of youth. Um... Excuse me. Sorry, I've lost my spot. And this is where his the title comes from is Jesus Christ 
is the strength of youth. And I just absolutely love that. Like I love, that was also a huge theme, this conference and the last couple conferences of centering our lives on Christ. Um, I'm sorry if you heard my stomach making noises. <laughs> um, that our, our practices, our worship, our policies, our um, events, our everything <laughs> that we do in the church and hopefully in our lives should be centered on Christ. That we should be trying to be like him and do as he would do in a given situation. Um, and so that is the whole basis for the new strength of youth pamphlet he says it is important to know sorry back up no we're good it's also important to know that for this what for the strength of youth does not do it doesn't make decisions for you it doesn't give you a yes or no about every choice you might ever face. For the strength of youth, it focuses on the foundation of your choices. It focuses on values, principles, and doctrine instead of every specific behavior. And if you remember um, the what's now the old for strength of youth, the 2011 version, um, it had sections for everything from dress and appearance to the law of chastity to i'm blanking on all of the stuff now there were like 10 sections and it laid out very clearly what you should and should not do what you should and should not wear piercings tattoos um dating <coughs> um literally everything and the new for strength of youth is structured in a very different way. It still has sections similar to that, but in each section there is a spot for doctrine. And I literally just looked at this and now I'm going to forget. Um, it goes, sorry, it was like trying not to. So it has so it has a message from the first presidency. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven sections. They're called Make Inspired Choices, Jesus Christ Will Help You, Love God, Love Your Neighbor, Walk in God's Light, Your Body is Sacred, Truth Will Make You Free, and Find Joy in Christ. And each section has... And eternal, eternal truths, one or two, or a little bit more, um, invitations, and promised blessings. So, it's structured very differently. And, <clears throat> um, I, we've been doing this a lot, I feel like. We've had this, this pattern emerge. <laughs> um... 
this is not the first thing that they've done this to. This is not the first thing that they've revised in this way. <clears throat> they've been revising the general handbook over the last few years. Um, I, <laughs> I was not well acquainted with the old handbook, so I don't know the structure of the old handbook. But the new handbook is, I mean, there are specific instructions because there are specific things. There's a lot that goes into running awards and stakes. Uh, but they also did this with the missionary handbook. I had the old one for maybe six months, for six months of my mission. Uh, we knew it was coming, they just hadn't put it out yet. Um, and the old handbook, the white handbook, um, much like the old First Strength of Youth, was very specific about things you should and should not do. Um, they laid out like everything that you were not, not supposed to do as a missionary. So like horseback riding and water sports and private boats and like lists and lists and lists of stuff, which we read from every single day. Um, the new for strength, or sorry, the new missionary handbook, much like this, principle-based. Um, similar to like the way that President Nelson talks about has talked about the Sabbath day. Um, you know, that question of, well, it's not a do's or don'ts on the Sabbath day, but it's um, what what sign we want to show God for our commitment with him. And it was the same way with the missionary handbook of what, you know, does this represent Christ? Um, what kind of disciple of Christ do I want to be? What kind of cycle, disciple of Christ do I want to show others that I am? Um, and so I think this is structured in much the same way of, you know, what, what would Christ want me to do in this situation? Finding that own personal revelation for you in every situation because it's different for everybody. Um, <clears throat> the principles are the same. The doctrine is the same. The starting place is the same. The center is Christ. Um, but depending where you live and the culture that you live in, it might look a little bit different. Um, and just also just the, the things that are going on in your life. <clears throat> um, even me, living, somebody living in the same town as me is going to make different decisions about what they choose to eat and drink and whatever. That's just how it's going to be. Um, and... There's a footnote in here. I have started to really pay attention to the footnotes. Uh, my mother-in-law pointed this out to me <clears throat> because she usually reads the physical copy in the, well, the Liahona, no, the Ensign. And all the footnotes are at the bottom <laughs> of the talk. Um, whereas when I'm reading on my phone, I have to like physically click on the little, you know, 13 or whatever. Um, but so sometimes the footnotes are like um, references to scriptures or talks that they're quoting. Sometimes it's something like this. That's like a comment from Elder Uchtdorf on top of the talk he's already given. So this is the one, this is uh, footnote 13. It says, at Latter-day Saints, we are often known for what we do and don't do, our behaviors. This can be good, but it's even better to be known for what we know the truths that drive our behaviors, and for who we know, the Savior, and how our love for him inspires our behaviors. And I really, really, 
really, really enjoy that. But I love that he put that in there. He's like, we're often not, obviously, like, I, I say, oh, I'm, 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 oh, yes, I'm, I'm a Mormon. I'm part of the Church of Jesus Christ of the Lord. I say, it's like, oh, you're the ones who don't drink coffee. Or you don't drink alcohol. Or, um, there's other things that they, like, write that I don't do drugs or things like that. We're very well known for the word of wisdom, as you can tell. Um, and like you said, that can, that can be good. It's fine. Like, that's, we're recognizable. Um, but it's even better for them to know the why behind the reason that we do this. And he talks about that a little bit farther down. Let me find it. Go away. Bugs on me today. Do, do, do. It is. is it wrong to have rules? Of course not. We all need them every day. But is it wrong to focus only on rules instead of focusing on the Savior? You need to know the whys and the hows and then consider the consequences of your choices. You need to put your trust in Jesus Christ. He will lead you the right way. He is your strength. And that part really got me as I was listening. I was like, oh, that's so good. Like, of course we need rules. Like, we're driving down the road. We need rules. We need to know that I'm driving on the right side, that I need to put my blinker on when I turn or when I merge, that I, whatever, right? <clears throat> um, but we also need to know why we're doing that. The why behind that is to stay safe. The why behind that is that we don't hit cars <laughs> like i'm a swerve maybe without putting my blinker on if somebody like stops in front of me or there's a piece of like massive garbage that i don't want to hit or a deer or something right there are instances where i'm gonna i'm gonna change lanes without putting my blinker on um because i don't have time because i'm re reacting to keep myself safe and hopefully the people behind me safe as well and so we have to know the why with the why behind it. Otherwise, it, it, mm -hmm. what's the point? Not what's the point. Obviously, they still keep us safe. But, but I just really love that. So, um, I wanted to stop here and ask another question about this whole for strength of youth. This whole section about for, the new for strength of youth. How is this different from how you were taught church doctrine or church standards standards as a youth, or if you're still youth? how you were taught six months ago? And how will you implement these new ways of teaching standards in callings and interactions with fellow members? Like I said at the beginning, he is talking to everybody here. Um, yes, he's talking to specifically to youth because it's literally called for the strength of youth. But these are also standards that affect us as adults. We have kids or if we are in um, a calling where we are working with kids or even just interacting with our fellow members on a day-to-day -day basis, um, that, you know, how are we going to implement this? How are we going to change the way that we think about the standards that have been so entrenched in our culture for so long? Um, how are we going to think about that differently? and and change our interactions with our fellow members to reflect that 
to reflect this new way of principle-based decision-making and learning and teaching to all of that lovely jazz. Even if you never interact with a youth, which I highly doubt, but if you never interact with a youth, um, these standards are for everybody. Um, and I encourage you highly, this is one of the things, one of my like further reading um, suggestions is to read the New for Strength of Youth pamphlet. Um, it's a pretty short read. It's only, like I said, about seven sections with like appendix. There's an appendix and a message from the First Presidency, but it won't take you very long. Um, just to get a feel of what it feels like, what it looks like. Um, I think that's really important. So he quotes uh, President Nelson uh, and he says, President Russell M. Nelson taught um, sorry, sorry. When your greatest desire is to let God prevail in your life, many decisions become easier. Many issues become non-issues. You know how to best groom yourself. You know what to watch and read, where to spend your time, and with whom to associate. You know what you want to accomplish. You know the kind of person you want to become. And... that's what I was saying earlier, right? Of like, when we know the why, when we know the, the what's and how's behind the commandments or the standards or doctrine, um, we're able to better act and know how to better act and make better decisions in our lives when we have that basis of, well, I'm trying to become like Jesus and I'm trying to follow God's will for me. Um, it's easier. It's still not easy, right? It's still up to us. We still have to ex um, exercise our agency and make the choices for ourselves um, and pray and, and make those, the, um, the effort, that's what I'm looking for, make the effort to to do all of those things but we have a little bit more guidance when we know the why's and the how's um behind certain things so he so one of his last paragraphs is he says my dear friends let me repeat, if the Savior were standing here today, he would express his endless love for you, his complete confidence in you. He would tell you that you can do this. You can build a joyful, happy life because Jesus Christ is your strength. You can find confidence, peace, safety, happiness, and belonging now and eternally because you will find all of that, all of it, sorry, all of it in Jesus Christ in his gospel and in his church. And I just love how that ties everything together, right? His whole basis of starting out talking about Christ and centering our lives on Christ and knowing what he would say to us if he was sitting right next to us. Um, and I love uh, 
I love this new For Strength of Youth. I think it's going to take getting used to. Um, but as he says, it is subtitled A Guide for Making Choices. And isn't that just brilliant? <laughs> it, doesn't that just sum up his whole talk? That it's not going to tell you exactly what to do. Sometimes God doesn't tell us exactly what to do, right? There's very few times in my life that he's been like, okay, go this way. It's all, it's all often been, this is a good choice. This is a good choice. I support your decision. Um, he guides us. He nudges us in the right direction and allows us to use our agency. And so in having the new for strength of youth, the new version subtitled, a guide for making choices is just kind of cherry on top um, in the perfect way to sum up what you're going to find in it um, and also sum up Ali Rugdar's amazing thoughts on the atonement and on Jesus Christ. So I will recap my questions really quick. The first one was not really a question, more of an invitation. Um, to imagine if the saver was sitting right next to you and if he was talking to you and what he would say to you. Um, to imagine that interaction and, and how that would go for you personally. Um, and to record it if you feel so inclined. And then the last one, second one, was with the new For Strength of Youth pamphlet. Um, how is that different? than how you are currently being taught as a youth or were taught as a youth, the standards. I know it's very different than the way that I was taught as a youth. Um, and how are you going to, whether you, you're a youth or not, whether you work with youth or not, or kids or not, or whatever, um, how are you going to implement those new standards in your life and in your callings as you work with youth and children um, and in your own families with your own with your own children? Um, the, if you have, if you want to f study further anything, um, there are scriptures listed in footnotes one through four, which are, um, when he talks about the Savior sensing that you're worried, obviously, <laughs> he says, I believe he would assure you with words he has spoken in the scriptures, fear not, doubt not, be of good cheer. Let your heart not be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Sorry. Um, all four of those have footnotes with a, a couple different scriptures from where those things can be found um, in the standard works. So <clears throat> I think even just like fear not. I mean, that's in the scriptures a million times, right? And they listed a few scriptures that you can go back and read if you feel so inclined. Um, the New for Strength of Youth, of course. And then I have written down footnotes 13 through 16 and 22 and 23. 13 is what I read you earlier um, with, I scrolled too far, Elder Uchtdorf's edition about the do's and don'ts and behaviors and things like that. Um, 14, 15, and 16 are from a paragraph that I didn't read. Um, but they are quotes and things from talks that President Nelson has given in the past. And it's linked to um, 
his talks. There's also, I'm actually going to read this one because it's actually what I was talking about earlier and I forgot that it, that I had actually written it down. It says the principle-based approach of the new for strength of youth guide is consistent with other recent initiatives introduced by the Savior's church, including preach my gospel, ministering, the home center to come follow me curriculum, the children and youth program, teaching in the Savior's way, and the new general handbook. Clearly the Lord is building our spiritual capacity. He's demonstrating increased trust in his covenant people in the latter days. So I mentioned even more things that I hadn't thought about. Preach my gospel. Um, before Preach My Gospel, which came out oh, in the early 2000s sometime, um, it was well entrenched by the time I got to be a missionary. So all I've ever known is Preach My Gospel. Um, but before that, they had like scripts for the lessons that you read to people, basically that you memorized and read to people. Um, it is now, there are still lessons, there are five lessons, but they are broken down into principles that you can teach kind of in any order. Um, the lessons you can definitely teach in any order. The principles you can kind of teach in any order. I mean, within reason, obviously, like the plan of salvation, you kind of have to do in order at least a little bit to understand the full like breadth of it. But depending on where the person you're teaching is at, what questions they have, what the spirit prompts you to speak with them about, um, even within a lesson, I've had lessons change completely. I've made lesson plans and say, okay, we're teaching lesson three, gospel of Jesus Christ. And we get there and we're like, nope, we're going to teach lesson two, plan of salvation. <laughs> like definitely different than what we thought about. Um, but it's not so scripted. Um, ministering also principle based, right? Um, we still have interviews, but it's not, oh, you go every once a month or once a month and read this this thing from the ensign. Um, it's much more one by one based on what that person needs individually. Um, come follow me, very principle-based um, from the scriptures, obviously, but pulling those principles and those doctrines out of the scriptures with your own study, your own personal revelation, taking your own initiative and your own agency. The children, the new children and youth program, the goal setting program, which I adore. I totally forgot about that. Don't know why I thought I didn't think about that earlier. Totally principle based. The principle of making your own goals based on your own life, very similar to the new strength of youth program, and then um, the new general handbook, um, and the teaching the savior's way manual, which I'm not super familiar with, so I'm not going to talk to that, <laughs> talk about that. Um, and the other one I mentioned, obviously, was the missionary handbook. So, <clears throat> but I love that he points all this out. That, like, this is not new. <laughs> this has been going on for quite a while. Um, that this is the, the way that the Lord is preparing us for the latter days. For increasing our spiritual capacity. Increasing our spiritual momentum. As President Nelson talked about in April conference. Um, all of that to have our own testimonies to have our own personal revelation in our own lives and to have our actual personal relationship with christ so that's footnote 3 to 13 through 16 and then 22 and 23 uh 22 is the quote that i read earlier um from president nelson about letting god prevail in your life there's also a little bit about um 
his 2015 general conference talk, The Sabbath is a Delight, which is what I was talking about earlier, um, about his experience with the Sabbath day at like do's and don'ts or what message do I want to send to God about my Sabbath day worship. Um, and then 23 <laughs> is a quote from the principles of my gospel by Elder Bednar. Um, and so that just kind of, he's talking about still about kind of um the first thing youth but that's a good quote to look at and those are good obviously really great talks that you refers to he refers to a lot of talks um and quotes a lot of talks so i highly recommend you looking at those if you want to continue studying this breadth of principle-based whatever um he also quotes joseph smith's very famous i i teach them correct principles and they govern themselves um he quotes some of um, King Benjamin's speech in Mosiah. Like, there's a lot that there's a lot you can dig into with this talk. Um, I just don't. I could, but I would take like two hours, and I don't think you want that. So, um, but yeah, and then of course, um, listen to the Spirit. What they, what He's directing you, where He's directing you, um, things to study, questions to ponder um and take to the lord and yeah this is such a good talk and i'm super excited for the new strength of youth program so thank you so much for listening to and or watching <laughs> this episode of general conference conversations be sure to like and follow and share us on facebook and instagram and if you like the show please subscribe or leave a review and tell your friends and family also a quick reminder that there is a physical study guide to go along with these videos uh, you can find that link in the description until next time